0: If these words resonate with you, authenticity, understated elegance, and the grace of time, then we've got an episode for you. Listen in. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode four. 413, if you can believe it. Today we're talking about wabi-sabi. Is it a trend, an attitude, an approach, or maybe all three? I think it's very timely to be discussing this concept of wabi-sabi and you may not realize sort of how deep it goes. So it is not a decor term that just popped up a couple of years ago. Uh, Wabi-sabi has been going on for Many, many years, back into ancient times. And uh, we'll go back a little bit further, but maybe not that far. And then let you know everything that goes into having a Wabi Sabi home attitude and approach.
1: Yes. And you know, it's interesting. I was thinking Wabi Sabi was kind of, uh, you know, let it go, kind of take it easy, chill out, don't get all stressed about things. And that's certainly a part of it. But when I started researching for this episode, I found out there was so much more to it. And some of it's kind of uh, my style and some of it really isn't. But it's it's it was very interesting to find out about. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it. And I was going to tell you, Kelly, I've been listening to all these podcasts because, you know, I'm a podcast junkie. Mm -hmm. And so many of these podcasts I listen to, the hosts are normally in the same room. But with the coronavirus out there, people are having to podcast remotely and they're having to adjust their equipment and things are kind of uh, a little crazy. But I was thinking how we were kind of ahead of the game because we are used to podcasting Uh, from different locations. So we didn't have to make any adjustments.
0: That is so interesting. I would never have even thought about that because, you know, we do what we do the way we do it Um, and make it seem so seamless. People can't believe we're not in the same room. Um, I think it's actually be harder if I was looking at you because we'd probably be laughing more.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think, yeah, I think we'd be gesticulating and moving our hands around and probably doing a little more giggling. In, a, in an in annoying way, so I think it's probably better that. But you know, everybody who's go- if you
0: are a podcast uh, creator and you happen to be listening to our past podcast, you can do this. We do it, and uh, you know, if you want some coaching, give us a give us a jingle. <laughs> we can help you out. So yeah, so funny. We're not in the same room, and nobody else is either. <laughs>
1: Not anymore, not right now, but hang in there. I mean, we're going through this with you. So uh, we just want, we want you to know we're here for you. And we are continuing to podcast uh, because we do feel like this is a service for people to kind of be focused on positive things like updating their homes. And, uh, you know, we're trying as much as we can to focus on episodes right now that are things that you can do. Uh, from your home. Maybe it's stuff you can buy from your home or moving things around with what you have. So we're, uh, we are definitely sensitive to the times that we are in right now.
0: Yes, yes. Bringing some beauty, bringing some joy, doing our best to do all that. And Mm -hmm. today we're talking about a concept that, you know, you may not do anything physically about right now, uh, but maybe it's something you want to think about. Uh, think about how you can incorporate that into your home. Think about how you can incorporate it into your lifestyle. Because, as I said in the beginning, this was not about decor. You know, so the wabi sabi approach—it's a Japanese worldview, uh, which is basically, in a nutshell, the acceptance of imperfection. Um, And they were not talking about their living room or ironing their tablecloths back then. You know, it was really an approach to life and a a way of uh, living. Um, So then, you know, as time went on, obviously, you know, it – continued to be sort of a, a doctrine of how to approach life. And then a few years ago, it started to sort of windle its way into the vernacular with the regard to home decor. Um, so how do you interpret wabi-sabi in your home decor is something we're going to be focusing on today, but also giving you some background on, you know, like really, where did it come from and what is it? So again, it celebrates... The acceptance of imperfection, so it's celebrating authenticity. Uh, there are certain hallmarks like simplistic things freshness a quietness like I said in the little teaser to this episode understated elegance um, natural things uh, f- you know that are not necessarily perfect like you know maybe maybe more of a wilting rose or a, a browning leaf or something like that I mean it can be a fresh thing too but it also celebrates the imperfection or the the wilting of things in nature Um And that the idea that serenity and grace comes with age, but real age, like the real patina, not something that was distressed and you find it on the racks at Home Goods, like the real deal. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a good thing to um, think about with respect to our own selves as well, no matter where (laughs) you are. I knew
1: you were headed there too. And I'm thinking about that too, that uh, so much of the Asian uh, culture there's such great respect for the elders and the respect for the wisdom they have. And so I think that this is something that's gotten lost these days uh, as people kind of worship the youth and the younger generation. And I think there's a lot to be said for appreciating the older people and the wisdom they have. So I, yeah, you know, I think it's a wonderful thing to appreciate uh, age embrace it and just kind of wherever you're wherever you are yes for sure
0: other characteristics of wabi-sabi in decor would be asymmetry sort of a roughness against simple organic materials economy modesty and sort of a, a very it doesn't have to be a neutral color palette but things that you would see in nature so you know maybe Not chartreuse, probably. Uh, I haven't um, seen that. I haven't seen that. But, you know, I mean, you know, I guess you can say, oh, well, you can see fuchsia and colors like that in a sky, but then the the natural colors that you would associate with. So um, unless, Anita, you have anything else you want to add about the overall concept of wabi-sabi, maybe we can go into now. Well, how do you translate that into your decor? And of course, put our own sort of Western twist on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, we're not in ancient times either. So our sort of modern world Western twist on it um, is, you know, obviously a little bit different than what was going on way back when in ancient Japan. Um, So how do you translate this attitude and approach to life into your home decor? Well, there are certain things that you can, actual physical things that you can add, or as Anita often likes to say, things you can take away. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, what I wanted to start with is is kind of the concept of embracing the age of things mm-hmm. first. Uh, and that, to me, if you collect antiques, then boom, you are there. Because... Antiques are already going to be roughed up a little bit. There's not, then, and you're going to be used to the concept of imperfection. That is the beauty of an antique is the aging process and how somebody's unit used it and it's worn and you can kind of picture how maybe somebody used it a hundred years ago. So I think one of the pieces of this is to include old things in your house, to include antiques. Or maybe it's not even an antique. Maybe it's something you have in your house that your kids knocked over. They kicked it. They chipped it. They, uh, you know, dropped things on it. So it's kind of beat up a little bit. I think the thing to think about is... How that piece of furniture or whatever it is has served you and, and to re- be reminded of all the wonderful experiences your family has had with that chair or maybe, uh, that armoire that maybe held your, your kids' clothes or something. I think that is kind of part of the embracing the age.
0: Yeah, well, well said. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be just antiques. Um, so examples of some pieces, smaller things that you may add or maybe pull out from the back of your cupboards, those dough bowls and things like that. I think the idea, too, of things that people had used on a daily basis as well, that kind of works into the modesty uh, aspect of it. It's not necessarily this fine piece of what have you that you would have behind glass. I think the wabi-sabi idea is things that you would use on a daily basis like Mm – you know, Anita uh, in particular, and I as well, we love the old silver, even if it's mm-hmm. silver plate, you know, uh, the forks yes. and the spoons and like that. Adding something like that, where, you know, somebody else had their hand on it. And maybe it's not polished to perfection. Mine certainly aren't. And, you know, and you embrace that. So there's our little things. I don't know if we can think of other things we can add them in as the episode goes on. But those are just little things that you can pick up that are not very expensive. That If you don't have on hand already, you could add. But I love Anita this whole idea of like, you know, looking at that, you know, maybe your kid took a pen to your dining room table at one time or, you know, that something like a, that. I and have a hard
1: time moving past that one. But right. <laughs> that might have to get Wabi-sabi that. in the works.
0: Not We're not right. all the way there. Right. Okay. Um, but let me,
1: let's just talk about a little bit more though. Sure. Um, so, I, I mean, I would even extend it to, um, you know, just... Just kind of letting things uh, not be, just this embracing the imperfections, and uh, what you were saying about the patina—that's kind of what I wanted to talk about because there's so many materials that develop this patina. Pat, excuse me, patina over time that you cannot get with a new piece, and so it actually, in some cases, makes the piece more beautiful than it was before. Some of the old silver has a patina. That's simply beautiful that you cannot get with a new piece of silver. So that's kind of what we're talking about is uh, looking at these old pieces and enjoying the patina. And so many things like copper as it uh, ages has a beautiful patina. So there's a lot of things that change the way they look as they age. And that's kind of what this is talking about
0: natural materials as well so move away from the plastics as much as you can and you know so many of the things you're going to hear us talking about in this wabi-sabi approach to decorating things that we have talked about before with you in regards to all different aspects of decor they're sort of they're popping in and um you know, collecting them together, you're going to get this wabi-sabi thing going on in your home, which I think is going to be, it's a really nice way to live. So replacing the plastic with natural materials. This could mean using the decorative storage that we've talked to you about before, like me with my white pitchers. I keep the batteries and the rubber bands and things like that. So it's a, it's a nice, Uh, item not too grand something you can use every day you know it's it's old it's it's kind of got it's like ticking all the boxes of wabi-sabi and it's not just a plastic box that i keep uh you know all the batteries in or something like that um even your toothbrush, you don't have to have a plastic toothbrush or you don't have to have, why are all the toothbrushes like purple and white and blue and white? Like, why are they so ugly? I'm, I actually buy my toothbrushes from Trader Joe's. Uh, do you, Does your Trader Joe's carry them? Because they have the, they have extra soft, very soft, whatever they call it. So they have a nice do they, variety. Are they have bamboo?
1: Is that what you're getting? They're not
0: bamboo, but I get the white
1: ones. Well, I use the Sonicare. Love I use a Sonicare, so... Uh, I have yeah. to get just to get the replacement heads. They're white, so yes.
0: But apparently, the company that I really like, Muji. I gave uh, Muji to you guys as a crush one time. Uh-huh. I they have beautiful, s- simple products like that. So if there if there was a company that I would say is really embraces Wabi Sabi, that is also uh, well priced items is Muji. So we can link to them again. And they have such beautiful. Home products, like you know, you don't have to have a lot of ugly plastic bottles. Even you sure it takes a little effort to pour the shampoo or the what have you out into something else. But you know, maybe it's worthwhile to you if you're highly sensitive to that sort of thing, and and being surrounded by beautiful things really matter to you. Well, now in the
1: shower, I'm not using glass because of breakage, and that would
0: be right. Bad. But you don't have to have you know a green bottle with a big label on it either. You can have a clear plastic
1: bottle. Right. But what you're saying too, I love the idea of using beautiful storage and there's so much beautiful storage. There's no reason for people to have to use a bunch of plastic tubs for things. So I have cardboard boxes that are beautiful black and white boxes that I use in my uh, closet that hold things and they all match. I saw some beautiful blue ones at and I think they're cloth covered. At uh, when we were doing our, our IKEA episode, those were so beautiful. I can't wait to go back uh, when they open again and buy some. of Oh those yeah, things. we're just gonna bust out to IKEA when they oh, open again. <laughs> I know. We well, started yes. talking about going back yeah you know, four months ago. Mm-hmm. I know, and now 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 not so much. No, we can't. But, but but also I'm thinking about our laundry baskets because when I grew up, everyone had a plastic. Laundry basket. Everybody. Well, mine are kind of those foldable, kind of uh, uh, they're fabric, but they kind of stand up and mm-hmm. they will scrunch down. Yeah, I use those. So there's a lot of uh, options for holding things. Just keep looking. You don't have to use plastic to to store things. There's so many different beautiful options now.
0: Right. And it might not be things that you even think about. It's just like, oh, I always I just, that's what I put the thing in and it happens to be plastic. So you, again, you're just having these blinders on, you're not seeing it. So think about it. This is a great time to be doing this. Even if you aren't in a position to replace these items right now, you could make a list of things that you wanted to get, or you could just you know, see how are my, how am I using plastics in my house? How can I eliminate those? How can I go to using some of the decorative pieces I have as my storage? And then as I can, adding in maybe some canvas
1: storage material uh, or wooden options or something like that. And let me say too on this, if you are stuck at home while you're watching this, these are things that you can easily find online. So oh, yeah. Not, not something hard to find. No, 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 and we can link to some stuff too. Um, I had touched on
0: the natural palette, so if you're wanting to go wabi sabi, you know maybe you want to sort of take it down a notch. Think about the the colors you'd find in nature. Like I would think more of not only are f- fave neutrals and all that, so the whites and the grisias and the taupes and the grays and all that, but, you know, the greens of mosses, the greens of plants, the colors like that, Um, soft colors, the blues of the sky and blues of the ocean, those are kind of the colors you want to be looking for. Even browns of the dirt, uh, you know, and they can range. It doesn't have to be all light colors. It can be some dark colors, but, you know, you're not going to see hot pink necessarily.
1: Well, right. And you might even see some pink or purple or something, but we're talking about more of a color that you would see in nature. So neon fluorescent colors are not really what we're talking about. We're talking about more of like a natural dyed color. So it would be more subtle colors. Right. Subtle. Good word. Good word to use. Yes. And then uh, the
0: approach when using Wabi Sabi is really no fuss. And I just love this. It's no ironing. No need. I'm wabi-sabi. I just I used to just say I don't like to iron and I don't and I don't polish silver and I don't do that. Uh but yeah, it's embraced. So this is my this is my calling, the wabi-sabi.
1: I do I I love ironing. I, know I love it too. But fun. that's okay. It's fun. But I will say this. I if I have something that's linen and it's wrinkled, it doesn't freak me out like it does some ironer people who like to iron, because when I see the wrinkles in something that's linen, to me, the reason I can embrace it is because I look at that and say, I know that that's real linen because it's so wrinkled and the way it looks. If it doesn't wrinkle at all and they say it's 100% linen, I know they're lying. So, uh, you know, so I kind of, but it's, but it's kind of that embracing of, of the natural. So when I see that it's wrinkled, I go, oh, that's my sign that this is the real thing. So I just kind of uh, do, like you said, kind of an embrace of it because, you know, I might be ironing a a linen shirt, but once I put it on, of course, it's going to get wrinkled right away. And I just go, well, you know, that's kind of part of it. But also uh, this no fuss, let's talk about too, like the scuffed floors. Uh, Our floors at the farm have, and it's pine, so not a hardwood, they are covered with collie scratches and i am just having to embrace it's a work in progress should i phrase it that way and i can't aren't we all i can't fix it because it's just going to happen again so it just it is what it is it's there and you know what i love my dog so this is a funny little thing that happened
0: uh, the other day you know cuz we're all home and we're really focused in on, you know, every little thing the dogs do because everyone's like, oh, they're so cute. Look at them sitting that way. Oh, they're so cute. Look at this. And Emmett does this little thing in the afternoon. He'll go over to, they have a special drawer in the kitchen where their treats come out of. And he kind of rubs, not rubs, but it didn't even look like he was ever making contact. He kind of like puts his nose right towards the edge. Like he's kind of smelling it. He knows that's his his drawer. And then he'll do that. And then he'll come over and he'll sit right in front of me and look at me with those big brown eyes. Like, come on, please give us a treat. <laughs> so I, uh, my girls were sitting on the ground and I, she was doing that. And so I got down and to give him a little pet. And I looked over and right on the corner of that drawer, which is in between the fridge and the Freezer in my kitchen and on the white cabinet, there's little marks like from his little nose, like, you know, whatever, like a little, maybe his little nose, he's digging or something and he comes in and he does it. And so, and I really, I said to the girls, I can't take that off because (laughs) that's Emmett. Like talking to us, right? so cute. So all those little things, like you're saying, you look at the floor and there is, you know, Molly's marks or, you know, uh, when your kids are little and you're like, oh my gosh, another fingerprint on the glass. But, you know, they are their little fingerprints. Well, it's
1: interesting you say that because it reminds me of when my kids, when my in-laws were still alive, they used to go spend uh, the weekend with them when they were little and there were toys everywhere. And uh, my father-in-law used to say, and I miss him so much, he used to say, well, when they're gone, we'll be able to clean up the house. You know, when they go home, we're able to clean up the house, but we're really sad. Yeah. So kind of think of these uh, imperfections of, of, just remind you of, just try to think of the people and the animals associated with all these dings and and dense, and just, um, you know, hopefully it brings a smile to your face. Right.
0: Celebrate them. Um, we talked about, uh, well, the no fuss. Let me just say one more thing about that. I think it's very much in akin with sort of the California style that – um, you can you can kind of codify it in a certain look. There's a lot of authentic materials. There's a lot of linen. There's a lot of um, jutes and sisal and things like that. So if you're seeing rooms like that, too, that that kind of dips into the whole wabi sabi look as well. Um, and then nature, bringing in flowers, certainly even branches, sticks. You know leaves scattered across your dining room table but you know not the kind that you that are all those garish oranges and golds that you buy you know in a pack for 3.99 uh-huh, yes. you know like the real deal um that is just so pretty or sometimes if you have a flower And it's wilting a little bit. Like we just had this pretty rose I picked from the garden. This rose will not die. It's not white. So it's not in the – I didn't plant it. It's not in the front of my house. It's over by the trash cans. And it just – it only gets rainwater and it just blooms this magical color. And so I brought some in for the – Table for dinner, and it was there like three or four days, and then the petals all fell. And I, th- they just looked so beautiful laying oh, there. Yeah. So I just left them there until they kind of, you know, really got sort of cruddy looking and brown and curled up, and then then off they went. But enjoy that part of the nature that you bring into your house too. It doesn't have to be just perfect, just picked or just delivered.
1: Oh, I, exactly. And the branches. I mean, these can be bare branches in the winter. Uh, you can bring in some beautiful rocks. Uh, I love a rock. I I love rocks. I do too. And, you know, out at the farm, I have a few that look like they've been worked on. One looks like it was used as an implement of like maybe crushing stone or something because it's got a little place for you to put your thumb.
0: Well, now that you've told everyone that, you're going to have like, I don't know, the... Tribal men or something, and a got it and <laughs> poured it off the farm. When when we lived out in Southampton, they really would. If they found like an Indian arrowhead or something on your property, you were done. You couldn't what? build anything. Yeah. So where concept, is this? When we lived in Southampton, and they they where is actually like a com, a committee or a commission from the town because they they would if you found any sort of Indian artifact out there. You were done.
1: You couldn't build on your land. Really? Don't tell anybody you've had a An Indian
0: paint pot
1: or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a, uh, this is where, yeah, but it's kind of uh, around, there were some colonies there a long time ago, kind of the, uh, this is kind of some of the original colonies were around that area Uh in the Roundtop area. So um, yeah, so I mean, it's, they've had, so I'm sure there were some First Nation people around there too. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what else? Light. Oh my gosh, we talk about that all the time, right? So, natural light, let the light in. We're break proponents of no no draperies, uh if you can get away with that.
1: Right. And I think too I I love the look of plantation shutters, but the problem with them is and I used to have them throughout my house and I'm not saying get rid of them if you have them, but if you have them to really in- embrace the wabi-sabi, you're going to have to swing them open. I mean, this is really about bringing in as much natural light as possible. And uh, so you really want to be able to throw open, throw back the curtains, pull up the shades, swing open those shutters, and get all of that natural light in. That's part of wabi-sabi. And I do think it does impact your well-being. And there are some studies that say people who are working under fluorescent light, can get headaches from them. So, uh, you know, just that natural light is just so good for your mental health. So I think that's just a wonderful thing to do. And the old edit. really need to edit down the things because
0: a cluttered room is not going to buoy your spirits, and it's not going to put you on the road to a wabi sabi approach to decorating. So, but here's the thing: it's different. It doesn't mean getting rid of everything. It doesn't mean being ruthless with. Does this bring me, you know, joy or not? Uh, it doesn't mean throwing out everything that your kid ever brought home from school. it It means editing it down. To something that is manageable for you, that you can live with, not that it's like all stored away or there's so much of it that you can't even enjoy it. A certain number of pieces, because that all of that adds to the whole approach of, you know, respecting the age of something, particularly if it's an older thing that you collect or things from your your own childhood or your children's childhood or something like that. All of that works into it. So you most certainly should have things around you that make you happy and that you see. But you know, maybe use them. Make them part of something. And so and and don't have so many of them that they're just there for display. Sort of incorporate them more into your daily living and your decor.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking too, when we talk about this editing, we're talking about Editing furniture and accessories. So just fewer things. I think, uh, again, just too much furniture in a room feels cluttered. It feels confusing. And it causes, it can cause stress. So this wabi-sabi, this kind of uh, approach is to not have too much in a room. And I don't think my decorating style in many ways is wabi-sabi because French is not, I don't think of a country French as being wabi-sabi. But I too really spend a lot of time editing and I really don't like a cluttered room or too much in a room. So I think even if you have a different decorating style, I think a lot of these concepts can really be applied to another decorating style. And certainly some of these I really do apply to to my decorating.
0: Yeah, I was intrigued by what you said in the beginning, like which ones do you, do you really feel like you don't agree with or wouldn't work for you?
1: Well, I think, it's, I think this look is more just kind of natural and very simple mm-hmm. lines of very simple objects, whereas I like a beautiful antique French painting, or a French chair, Mm -hmm. or uh, I'm trying to think, a beautiful, just very, or I love beautifully ornate antique objects. And I don't think that that is being wabi-sabi.
0: Yeah. I think that's too
1: fussy. Okay. I see that. But uh, so much of it, I thought, really applied to both of our approaches to decorating. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this, I do this but if you looked at my house, you'd never call it wabi-sabi because it doesn't look right. – Yeah, it does – because it's very French. So, you know, I think I think there are pieces of this that you can apply to any home right? make which, it just work better. Right. So which sort of underlines even the title of it. Is it a
0: trend? Is it an attitude? Is it an approach? It's, it doesn't have to be strictly followed. You don't have to do every single thing uh, because I think so much of what you do – incorporates a lot of this and myself as well. I also like a, you know, well-turned chair or, you know, Mm -hmm. a piece of silver with a lot of carving on it or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So probably I don't think anybody would say, yeah. Oh wow! You're so wabi sabi. Like, get me some green tea and let's
1: sit on the ground. So they would not feel that way in my house. When I think wabi sabi, I think very clean lines and I think minimalism, and that's mm-hmm. not my house, right? But I don't think you
0: have to visualize it that way. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. taking, you know, anybody listening today can take what they like from this and any of one any of these things that we talked about today if you added that to your decorating approach I think your house and not only your house yourself would benefit from it don't you
1: oh I think so I think so and there's a lot of these uh, concepts that I think are just fabulous for everyone like you know, don't worry so much about the wrinkles. Don't worry if some of your silver is uh, tarnished. I think those are great attitudes. Don't worry if things aren't perfect. I think these are just fabulous concepts and and schools of thought that just benefit everyone to just be a little less uh, stressed about everything being perfect. I don't have to say
0: anything else. That was well said. There is a book on this subject. Uh, I have not read it, but I'm intrigued to pick it up myself. It's called Wabi Sabi Welcome by Julie Pointer Adams. So we can link that in the show notes if you want to get a deeper dive into Wabi Sabi. You're welcome to. Ha, ha. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. We received a wonderful email from Kimalee, a listener. Kimalee was... So thankful for our recent episode when we talked about creativity and inspiration at this challenging time, and when she particularly was excited when she heard us talking about pets and rescuing pets and adopting pets at this time. Kimalee, for the last five years, has volunteered at a place called Priceless Pets Rescue. They are in California. They have three locations Chino Hills, Claremont, and Costa Mesa for any of our local Cali listeners. You can go right in there and adopt a new loved one. Uh, it's www.pricelesspetrescue.com and we will put the link in the show notes in case anyone is interested in checking out who's available for adoption or maybe writing a, a donation check to Priceless Pets Rescue. Kimberly, thank you so much for sharing um, your thoughts with us, uh, what you've been doing as a volunteer and also the wonderful photos you sent of you and your pets. We loved seeing them. <laughs> so, so nice. And um, as my little story about Emmett Pets Definitely make you more Wabi Sabi. Uh, I definitely, <laughs> whether became, you want to be or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I need to tell you about uh, Molly the Collie's uh, little footprints, and I have definitely become more Wabi Sabi since uh, having Emmett and then Edith and
1: Eve. It's good. It's all good. Are you ready for our hot topic? I am. Yes. So we'll include a link and the title of this topic is, Is This eDesigns Moment? So the point of this article is about, uh, is this the time that people are going to switch from working with designers and decorators in person to doing it much more so online? Because now uh, with the coronavirus, uh, it's just, you know none of us are having people over we're not having anyone over we're not going anywhere to anyone's house and so it this is just so perfect for it and so many of the uh things that you might be asking a decorator about you can do by internet by with photos and with a phone and in fact we do these consults all the time and uh so uh, yeah i mean i do think it's i think everything I think that uh, with the e-design, I think this is going to be the moment. And uh, I think there's so many of these services that are more online than in person. I think everything is going to be thriving like that. But what do you say, Kelly?
0: Well, I know that we've been doing this kind of thing uh you know electronically and at a distance for a long time even if you think about all the decor blogs and whatnot you know you're getting tips you're getting inspiration it's not necessarily working one-on-one with the designer but we do that too with our consults and whatnot and by virtue of having your phone and a wonderful camera and email accessible to you even if you have In person clients, you work a lot with them through email and and through just sending shooting photos back and forth. It's a great way if you're out shopping for a client just to snap a photo and send it and say, you know, Mm -hmm. do you love this? Should I get it? So I think you know more and more we've been inching that way. Um, I'm not certain that these full room design companies are really hitting the mark yet. I'm just not sure that. I think the concept is good, but I'm I'm not sure that the technology has sort of caught up with it. But I think now, and I think what the the thrust of this article was, is that people, the public, the consumers, are more open to it because people want – to work on their houses, as you pointed out, especially since we're all home and you're kind of looking around and like, oh, wow. And you if know. you've been neglecting your house, oh boy, oh boy, you are going right? to be facing that all day long now. Right. I mean, I've certainly gotten uh, a bunch of calls. I, I am not um, hurting for clients now, uh, personal clients. So even people that I would normally see because they live locally, we're just continuing or we've started working on things uh, virtually during this period of time. So I, I think that it's definitely going to be more embraced. And as the technology catches up with the idea about, you know, sort of laying out a room and all of that, I think it's a great way to do it. I mean, I, I, I think you're the same way, Anita, even with my in-person clients that I work with here, I don't consider myself like the traditional decorator. Like, oh, I'm not an exorbitantly high Hourly rate. I'm not going to say I'm just going to bring you to the trade fabrics, or you know, it's that's not the way I operate. I want people to be able to sort of like, what do you have in your house? Shop your house, that sort of thing. So I think sort of like making decorating more accessible, and if that means doing it online, I think that's all a good thing because everybody deserves to live in a beautiful place, no matter what your budget is.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And if anybody wants to do a consult with us. Mm-hmm. we're here.
1: <laughs> That's we're, right. Just email us. <laughs> we're here. We're home. We're ready. We can do it. Absolutely. Yes. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> no, here. we love to look at your house. We love to look at the houses. Yes, we do. That is one of our pastimes. So what's your crush? Oh, well, you know, I've been working with a sponsor uh, with my blog, Cedar Hill Farmhouse called, and the sponsor's called Knock Knock. And They, I just have to give them a shout out here during my crushes because what they sent me is so beautiful, and it's a delivery service. They bring flowers to you to plant in your that you plant in a planter in your on your front porch or wherever. But the beauty of it is, is they kind of work with you and they kind of ask you know what's the style of your house, you know what kind of exposure do you have? Is this a north? Porch? Is it a south-facing porch? Uh, what kind? What is your personal style? What kind of front door do you have? And they select some flowers and put them in a beautiful a planter. I put it in a pot together, I guess. And then I just slid it out and planted it uh, with some of that uh, Miracle Grow potting mix, and uh, it's just it's growing beautifully now. Anyway, uh, I'll include a link to it, but it's what a great service to have right now because I can't go out to the store to buy flowers. So it was just so timely to get this. So it's not cut flowers, it's plants. They are planted flowers, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're going to plant them. Uh, so you have your own planters, you're going to put soil in them or potting mix. Uh, the, and they recommend the miracle Grow potting mix. And then you just can take the flowers they send you and plant them in and uh, just watch them grow. And I planted them probably a week ago, and there's already a good bit of growth. Good for you. That's great. Yeah, so it's been fun.
0: How about you? Okay, so we've been talking a lot about doggies during this episode. Um, We purchased something several months ago because Edith, not my mother-in-law, my dog, was having back trouble. And she's since recovered and everything's fine. But I think this particular item is really helping a lot. It's called Paw Ramp. And it's a company in California. I think this is all they make, these paw ramps. So it's a ramp. Uh, and I never thought I'd be excited about having a doggy ramp in my living room, but you know they like to be on the sofa, and she jumps. Is on this a ramp up off. to the sofa? So it's a. Ra- it can be up to the bed. It can be up to the sofa. It's adjustable. It's very um, streamlined. It's wood, and it has sort of this black, sort of you know indoor outdoor kind of carpeting. But you know, it it sort of. It sort of blends in. And you know you know how much I must love these dogs and to not mind yes, having us. I was
1: gonna say. But you know what? We've got a, a geriatric collie here who's having a trouble coming up the steps on the back porch. Do they do outdoor ramps? Because I'm actually looking into putting a metal, you know, an outdoor oh. one on top of the stairs over to the side. Okay. So that she can walk up. Well yeah. let's well
0: let's look into that. I don't know yes. because I, I focused it on the one for the inside. But it really isn't bad looking and it kind it just goes away but on the other side of the coffee table so when you walk in you can't really see it and I took a little bit of time to teach them and they even give you some um, tips about how to get your dog to go up and down because she, they were all looking at it like what's that and the little one who doesn't need it was the only one that was
1: like hey this is fun she'd run and then she'd let her ball slide <laughs> down see, it. she was showing the others how to use it
0: yes so now Edith's got it and so because you know especially with little dogs they do develop these back issues apparently so um, so paw ramp. So I'll link uh, to that in the show notes. Great idea. And we have a great question. Uh, We're... This is a vexing question that Mm -hmm. comes up now and again. It rears its head. So Mm -hmm. Jessica D., who was recommended to our show by her mom. She didn't give me her mom's name, but um, if you're listening, mom, and you know that you have a daughter named Jessica D., thank you very much for listening and passing us on to your daughter. Great to hear from Jessica. Jessica recently moved into a new home about five months ago, and it is a home that was built in 1999, and it's got... The oak trim, you know, Mm. the oak trim, but we've seen it before. We all know what it is and Mm -hmm. it's really nice wood, but it's the oak trim, stained oak trim. So Jessica's asking, how can she sort of work around this, mask it, make it look fresh and updated? It's, you know, they just moved into the house and she said, it's a fairly large house. They're not going to take it all out. Certainly, her, she said her husband, would, I think the quote was croak. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I don't know if there's just, we don't want to paint it or he doesn't want to paint it, but there's a resistance to painting it. So obviously, mm-hmm. Jessica, if you really wanted to just make it go away, you could paint it. So, but that being said, that's, you know that. So what you're asking really is how to, what's the workaround? do we have one?
1: I'll give my answer and then you can give yours. <laughs> is yours going to yes. be a whant whant answer? You know, it is, <laughs> you know, it is. All right, because- Jessica,
0: keep listening. Keep smiling, honey. I've got so some keep ideas.
1: Li- right, right. Keep listening. And then you can hear uh, Kelly's because I- I'm just saying how many times if I had a situation where something was not working in the room, and I said, "I'm not going to dress that because the expense I'm going to make it work, and sometimes it's just not going to work." And that's the case, like for example, when I've had a bad paint color on the wall, it just had to be painted over as mm-hmm. much as I didn't want to face it, that's the way it was. and the it's the same with this oak trim, and the house that we rent out in uh, our vacation rental in, in the yeah. mountains, it's got oak trim too, and I know. That when I update it, it will have to be painted. So I'm so sorry to say, but I, my opinion is, and I know Kelly's got a different opinion here, is that there really isn't a good workaround for this. I feel like uh, if the oak, if you like the oak, you're you're golden, ha ha, ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> just a little levity. But if you don't like it. I feel like there's no way around it. I am so sorry to say that the only way I feel like it's going to, you can really fix it then is just to paint it. But you can paint it yourself. You don't have to pay someone to do it. But that's my feeling. And Kelly is going to come to the rescue, I think, because she's got another idea which I haven't heard yet, but I'm interested in
0: hearing. I did give Jessica a little preview of my thoughts in my response to email, but I wanted to, you know, I, it's such a great question and a lot of people face it. And um, I wanted to get your her to get connected with you for your opinion as well. And I
1: totally so respect So you wanted me opinion. to say mine. You wanted me to say mine so that she'd really appreciate it. I wanted yours. you to be at the downer and then I could blow some sunshine.
0: No, go, go, go. I um, I totally respect your response because i really think that that if it's really bothering her and you can't tell from an email right i and mm-hmm. you know i right, don't right. know like oh it's the husband like i love golden oak you know runs me of my childhood or whatever and she's like I hate, but,
1: it. i don't know but, or maybe but, but it kind of reminds me of my days of consulting sometimes mm-hmm. uh clients would say i want this but you knew You knew they want they kept saying I want A, but I would have to say, Yeah, but you really need B. You don't you think you want A, but you don't. Uh and so I feel like that's kind of a situation like this. So Right. So we don't
0: we don't really know where all the pull and tug Mm -hmm. is here. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that there is something that can be done, okay, for Jessica or for anyone else. Now it might this This might seal the deal for painting it because really this is really the, uh, you know, somebody else could have another opinion, but this is really the only way I see out of this and to be happy uh, and have it sort of feel fresh. What I told Jessica was in the email to avoid the quote unquote autumnal colors or this or the Tuscan colors, avoid the colors that would have gone with that look. Right. So don't do the greens and burgundies or golds or reds or things like stay away from that because that is going to really just codify the look. That's just going to underline what's going on and sort of stop it in time. So I would stay away from all that. you're you're limited in going with the grays or greiges because they just don't really look good with mm-hmm. that. That's not going to work. Yeah, with that color, it's mm-hmm. just really fighting it. Uh, even if you got the warmest of the grays and stuff like that, it's just not going to work. Okay, so what I would suggest, Jessica, is if you're going to keep your oak, then go with a nice, crisp white, a very neutral white. You don't want anything that's picking up pinks or oranges or anything like that. A really nice white, true white. It can be in the warmer whites, but not a blue undertone. A nice white. There's a couple like that. Um, one I can link. I think it's a Sherman Williams. That's I think it's called Pure White. Um, and then bring in natural textures and fibers in that sort of warm caramel tones. So jute rugs, those chunky jute rugs. Um, Different kind of uh, neutral uh, furnishings and pillows. Lots of texture. Bring in more of that caramelly, warm, honey colored, golden color in baskets and things like that. So work with it, bringing that tone throughout the room or rooms in, in accent pieces that are very textural and keep the rest of it very neutral. I think that will freshen it up. It won't stop it in time in that, you know, the, the era of the, the, go- the golden era of the golden oak. Right? And it will move it forward <laughs> without having to paint it. I think you can pull it off, Jessica.
1: Well, I certainly appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. On that note. <laughs> remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.
0: I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com consult. We hope to talk to you soon.